Hey there, everybody. This is Beyond the Beach, career conversations with graduates of Cal State Long Beach. I'm your host, Kenji Klein, Associate Professor of Management at the College of Business at California State University, Long Beach, where I teach business strategy, general management, and organization theory. In this show, I interview former students and recent graduates about life after Long Beach. Our conversations cover topics like how my guests chose a career path, how they landed their first job, and what it's been like to navigate the challenges and opportunities of their early careers. My hope is that you will find their experiences useful and inspiring in helping you chart your path beyond the beach. My guest today is Raquel Davidson. Raquel was a student in my business strategy class back in 2017 and now works uh, in residential real estate. So it's really nice to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. So, um, so let's dive in. We, um, I just, um, I guess I just wanted to start with, if you could briefly introduce yourself, um, tell us who you are, when you graduated, what you studied when you were here, and then what you're doing now. Yeah. So like you said, my name is Raquel Davidson, and I was a student at Cal State Long Beach in 2016 and 2017. I got my degree in business with an option in finance, and I'm now a real estate agent in Orange County in Long Beach. Uh, doing residential sales uh, for renters, buyers, and sellers. Okay. So again, when you say residential sales and you're talking about being a real, real estate agent, mm -hmm. and yes. you typically represent one side or the other or any, any side? I represent everybody. So okay. I'm not a buyer's agent or strictly a listing agent. I am helping, like I said, renters, buyers, and sellers. So if you need to sell your home, I can help okay. you. If you need to secure a lease, I can help you. Purchase okay. your first home, all that. All that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So um, you said... Oops. You're fine. <laughs> that was my phone. Shame on me, right? So um, you studied with an option in finance. Yes. So why did you pick finance? Um, I knew I wanted to do business, and part of me really felt like I wanted to do management because I felt that that was what I was most interested in. Okay. But my grandfather had... I think he worked or owned a bank and was always teaching me about finance and bought me stocks at a young age. Like every oh, birthday, okay. a card would say, I got you shares in this. And so I think I chose that route because I wanted to learn a little bit more about it and see if I wanted to follow in his footsteps. Right. And I would say it wasn't my thing. Okay. I, I persevered, finished it all. I'm glad that I did it, um, but it was definitely more challenging. I think management came to me a little bit more naturally, but yes, that's why I chose finance. So, so what you're saying, what I'm actually hearing is <laughs> I'm more of a people person than a numbers and money person. 1,000%. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't like you were always like a numbers person and that's why you went towards finance. No, I definitely, it was forced. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm glad I did it. I learned a ton. I'm right. better for it, but I'm definitely more of a people person. <laughs> Do you use much of it at all in what you're currently doing? Um, I think real estate covers it all. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm definitely talking about numbers all the time, talking right. about people's financials. Right. Most of that's done by their land lender if they're yeah. getting a loan. But when I'm writing contracts, we're, we're looking at numbers and stuff like that. But I wouldn't say I use what I learned okay. uh, most of the time. Right, Because with real estate, it's pretty much straight, like, I guess, net present value and amortization is basically yes. all it is. It's yes. like those five numbers, you plug them into the computer and or the calculator even. And exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, so how did you get into real estate? And why real estate? Yeah, so I... Um, when I was at Orange Coast College mm -hmm. uh, for my first two years of college, I was working multiple jobs, but one of them was 
for a local builder in Newport Beach. Right. Uh, it was my friend's parents' company, and they were looking for an administrative assistant. Okay. So I was there three days a week, like eight to five, um, basically running their books and doing construction cost breakdowns, lots of boring paperwork and filing. And I think he he had brought it up to me about real estate. He said, if I paid for you to get your license and, right. and do the classes, you could eventually list our homes for sale. And he was building luxury homes in Newport Beach. Oh, okay. So I think I was 21 at the time. Okay. And I said, well, if you're going to pay for it, sure. Right. <laughs> so um, I think the summer before I transferred to Cal State Long Beach, I took my real estate exam. Right. I, I did all my courses, then took the exam right. and passed. Um, so I had my license and I didn't hang it with a brokerage, which is what you're supposed to do. Okay. Because I was waiting for the builder to right. guide me right. um, and, and tell me what to do next. And we, it kind of kept getting pushed on the back burner. He had a lot going on. It just wasn't the priority at the time. Right. So eventually um, I was like, I'm just going to hang my license somewhere local and then we'll figure out the rest later. Um, and my mom knew someone at First Team uh, Newport okay. Beach. She used to work at the grocery store with the okay. manager there. So I just decided to interview there randomly. Okay. Um, and ended up hanging my license at First Team and did my first year there. So I had transferred to Cal State Long Beach, just started there, and okay. was still working for the builder. Okay. So that's kind of when I got started and, and how it happened. So you were still working for the builder, and then you had hung your license. I guess that's the language, yeah. right? So you were basically... Joined First Team. You were, you were part of... You were one of the agents yes. at that brokerage. Under their umbrella, under yeah. Under their umbrella. And you were here finishing your last couple of years of school. Yeah, full time. time. Okay. And I think I was also teaching dance at the time. Oh, wow. And I think working... At P.F. Chang's. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I had lots had of hats. <laughs> pretty busy life. Wow. Yes. And if I understand it correctly, um, getting a realtor's license requires basically three classes, right? Mm -hmm. There's a principal's class. There's a, I don't know what it's called, but there's another. Yeah, the like principal's pr class is the required one, and then there's two others that okay. you can do. I right. think I chose law and practice yeah right yeah. so so there's it's, it's three classes mm -hmm. you can do them at like a JC or even online and then um, you stand for the exam right yes yeah, so most people nowadays do it online okay um, I took my principals class in person uh, ironically at first team oh, Newport Beach okay because that's what the builder told me to do my boss okay um, he said it was great. I think it was uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, 6 to 10 p.m. Right. So I would go in and uh, take that class physically, and then I did the other two online. Right. And then you basically take courses uh, throughout the class, and at the end they give you a certificate. Right. And then once you have all three certificates, you can sign up for the DRE exam. And then you take the exam, and you get yeah. the exam, and then you get your license. And, then and the exam is, um, I think it's, you have to get more than 70% to pass. Yes, right. And then they give you results right away. They okay. like hand you a piece of paper and send you out the door. <laughs> so then, okay, so then, so you had the license. Yeah. You were coming to school here. You had part-time jobs, mm -hmm. right? And then were you actually doing much in real estate while you were a student here? Um, not necessarily. I okay. think I would, I would go to the meetings, mm -hmm. like the office meetings once a week or biweekly. And then I would try to do things on the weekends. Okay. Um, I wasn't actively showing clients. I didn't have any clients at the time. Right. I was just kind of getting started. So I'd say I did six months of nothing. Okay. And then the second six months, I started to shadow people doing open houses on mm -hmm. the weekends. Right. 
And then in that last um, portion of the year, I had three sales. I believe it was three or two. Um, And those came from, one of them was a student at Orange Coast College who remembered that I was thinking of getting my license. So that was cool. And then a family friend let me list their home. Okay. Uh, or not, didn't let me. They hired they me hired after to, I interviewed. Yeah. Um, so the, I had two sales towards the end of the year, and I think I was here during that time. Um, so that was exciting and, right. and gave me a little taste of it, but uh-huh. I wasn't doing much other than that okay. on the weekends. All right. And then, and then at that, so let's say so you were in my class, right? Mm-hmm. And that was probably the last semester you were here. I believe so. Right, because it's capstone class. At that point in time, did you think, when I graduate, I'm going to do real estate and that's what I'm going to do? Or were you just like, I've got this real estate thing on the side, but I really am thinking I'm going to do something else? I was really up in the air. I think um, when I was getting ready to graduate, I had had those two sales Mm -hmm. and they came really close together. And to me, they felt like really big checks. I mean, they were big checks. And... um, I was getting a lot of attention in the office because I was new. Right. Not two sales is like not the biggest deal, but I had a lot of great feedback and I was looking at transitioning to a new brokerage and two different people wanted me on their team. And so I felt like I really wanted to entertain real estate. Right. Um, But that quickly changed. I think right after I graduated, um, I, I joined, um, I did a partnership with, someone in my office, and we switched to a brokerage called Compass, which is where I'm at now. Okay. And that year did not go well. Okay. Uh, it was brutal. All so right. um, I and, think... And at that point, you had graduated at that I point. had graduated, okay. and it was not going well. And okay. then I thought, oh, no, should I look into getting a finance job and using my degree because right. this isn't what I thought it was going to be? <laughs> so tell me about that first year. Like, tell me what that was like, um... What were those moments when you were, like, questioning your decision? Um, how did it turn around? Um, yeah. All of that stuff. <laughs> so it was my second year in real estate, first year out of college. Right. I suddenly had a lot more free time. So I went from having all these jobs and mm-hmm. classes to only doing real estate and working for the builder. Okay. Um, so I worked three days a week, eight to five in that office for him just to supplement my income. Right. Um, and then, I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't do this. But You're um, fine. I'm just curious. So did the builder ever come through with... No. Okay. He did <laughs> not. Feeling, right? um, he did not. And years down the line, I, I went... Because I worked with... I worked for him while I was doing real estate for right. quite some time. I did try to sit him down and ask for an opportunity. Um, right. And it just kind of never came together. Yeah. But he has really nice, luxury, high-end homes. Right. And I just felt like if it's meant to be, it's meant yeah. to be. So yeah. I did just sell his daughter's home. So that was okay. cool. But yeah, no, it didn't come to fruition, but I'm still very grateful that he pointed me in this direction. But Well, and then you never know what the future is going to hold, right? You know, maybe he's just like, ah, these are like super fancy homes, so maybe I need to have somebody who's got a little bit more experience. He wanted to make sure that he had someone on his side that knew how to negotiate, and yeah, it's okay. Okay, so I interrupted (laughs) you. Okay, but sorry. So so anyway, so you were working for the builder, and I wanted you to talk me through that first difficult year. Yeah, so I... For my first year of real estate while I was in school, I was on my own as an agent. Mm-hmm. And the second year, I transferred or I transitioned to a new brokerage called Compass, as I said. And I joined forces with someone named Mark Aben, and we uh, were a duo. We were um, business partners okay. doing it together. Right. I, again, I had more time on my hands. Right. So 
it was super weird going from a very structured, busy lifestyle to having right. all this free time and you're running your own business right. and you're your own boss. Right. So no one was telling me what to do. And I had a partner, but we just weren't very consistent. Like some days we would try to go out and prospect, door knock, right. do all the things that you're supposed to do. But Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> like, that's one of the things I'm wondering. It's like, you know, if you've got, if you're working for a company and you've got, this is your job. And so you go in and this is what you do every day and you kind of know what to do every day. Right. But mm -hmm. so in real estate, it's like, if you're doing that full time, it's like if you don't have a showing or if you mm -hmm. don't have a property that you're, whatever it is, like how do you fill that time? Yeah, that was the, the biggest struggle for me and it caused a lot of issues with my partner and I because I really needed that. I'm very type A. I needed that structure okay. and he was more go with the flow right. and I was frustrated with the inconsistency, but I wasn't delivering. So we would try to create as much structure as we could. Um, we would... We would do like monthly newsletters to go out right. to our sphere, which is your right. client database. We would do open houses every weekend to try to meet new people. But I wasn't really, I was I was going to these open houses and trying to meet people, but I didn't have a strategy in place. Okay. Um, so then no one would return my calls afterwards. Okay. So it was just a struggle trying to build my clientele, um, build my sphere, right. um, and and really take off. So I'd say that second year, I think it was 2018, I only did two sales. Oh, wow. And one was a listing I got in February, and it didn't sell till June. Wow. So I listed it in February thinking I'm going to get paid soon. Right. Didn't get paid till June. Um, and then I think I had a sale in December. Okay. So it was the worst year ever. And right. I think I had just got, I had just gotten an apartment of my own. Right. In Costa Mesa, I left my roommates behind, thought okay. I was, it right. just wasn't going right, well. Right, because you had that two sales, the other two, the two sales. Se that yeah, I thought really I was like, doing great. Right, so you figured you could afford it, and then it was like, oh, I didn't know I was going to go yeah. a year before I got two more. Yes, and again, I was still working for the builder, so right. I had money coming in, oh, yeah. but yeah. it wasn't enough for life. Like, it covered my rent and yeah. most of my bills, but it was just a really tough year, so... Um, and, and when you say, I mean, you said you didn't have a strategy. Right. And then you also said, you, you know, you formed this partnership. Mm -hmm. Had your partner been in real estate for a long time? He had. Okay. He had never, um, he'd always been in assistant positions or partnering with other people. And he just, he knew the processes and systems right. so well. I learned so much from him. Okay. Um, he had all these amazing templates that I could use. Right. It was such a good way to get started. Okay. But I think that we just operate differently and... The motivation wasn't there. Again, right. like on a Monday, we'd go door knock. And then if right. like nothing happened or we didn't meet anybody for two hours, we'd be like, let's just get lunch and call it a day. Right. And the next right. day we wouldn't go into the office. So it was just the inconsistency was crazy. Yeah. Um, but Well, and I'm imagining, right, I'm just, when I think about the way motivation works, mm -hmm. right, um, it's really hard to stay motivated when you're not getting any kind of positive reinforcement. Yes. So it's like, it's <laughs> like you know, can you go day after day after day, week after week after week, month after month after month, knocking on doors like six hours a day without hooking anything and exactly. stay motivated to do that. And I'm imagining that's really hard. Yeah, the open houses were so tough too because every weekend I would promote myself to the office and say, if you have an open house and you need it to be hosted, like I'll right. do it, I'm your girl. Right. So I'm in my early 20s not enjoying my weekends or or right. doing anything with my friends, I'm doing these open houses, and like half the time, either no one shows up or it's really busy. But how do you secure right. these people's contact information? Right. 
And how do you then get them to work with you right. um, after you've met them in that small moment? So, And in that um, situation, you were trying to become their buyer's agent? Is that what it was? Yeah, so if they walk into an open house right. and they don't have representation, yep. but they are looking to purchase, if you can connect with them, um, then they'll, they'll likely work with you right. for the, the rest of their search. Right. Um, and I've met plenty of people at open houses, and they've become clients, and I've closed sales from that. But in the beginning when you... Are, everyone knows that you're new. Right. It's very clear. Okay. And I was 22, right. 21. Right. Uh, so it just it took a long time for me to, to okay. figure things okay. out. <laughs> yes. Um, How would you stay motivated? In that time or now? Yeah. In, in, <laughs> in that, that time, time, in that time. In that really difficult time, right? It's like that challenge. Like, how do you, how do you manage that? I just kept showing up okay. and, and trying to do as much activities mm -hmm. as I could. Um, to, to not be anxious. So I would, again, sign up for open houses every weekend, right. even though they didn't always work out or I yeah. didn't meet people or get contacts. I just kept showing up. Right. Um, I was really active in the office. I would go to all the meetings, all the happy hours, connect and network with all the agents. Um, and then at that time, I was really focused on that newsletter going out every month. Like right. whatever I could, whatever way I could do, put structure into my day. Right. I did. Um, it was super mentally challenging. Right. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to go back to that okay. time. Yeah. But it was, um, yeah. Activity kept me okay. motivated. I was like, something's gonna work out. I just got to get past this year. In doing all of that stuff, mm -hmm. even though you weren't getting sales, mm -hmm. right? Were you building skill sets that you now are using, or was it really just like? you didn't really get much out of it and it was just the way it was. I think I was, I was um, l like every time I hold, held an open house, I was learning about the neighborhood I was in at the time, okay. learning about the models and the floor plans. Right. Um, I was getting better with my people skills, getting right. to talk to strangers for right. three hours. Right. <laughs> um, uh, what else? I think using that now, mm -hmm. uh, if, if I'm having a slow period now, I kind of go back to that. I'm like, just what, what can I do to stay busy, right. keep my mind motivated, keep my foot on the gas pedal, and like the deals will come. Right. Um, so I would say. Okay. <laughs> so um, you had said that there was this like thing in the back of your mind, right? Mm -hmm. That was going, oh, maybe I should go back. To, I should use my degree and do something yes. in finance. So what was going on with that? And then what where did that go or what happened with that? It's very layered. But um, I obviously wasn't doing the best that year and was really frustrated with the lack of success. Mm -hmm. And then my um, boyfriend at the time was looking to go back to school for his Ph.D. and was right. talking about potentially moving. And okay. then I was thinking about if I was to maybe follow him and right. move with him? Do I restart my business? Do I get right. this job? I just was all over the place. And so I started and of course, restarting in real estate means you have to relearn the neighborhoods and all exactly. of that. Exactly. And I was like, there's no way I can do that. Right. I should just get a regular job. Okay. It, my life would be so much easier. You're eight to five or nine to five. And yep. then you clock out and you go home and your mind shuts off. Like I just craved that structure. Right. Um, and the paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it quickly died because I, I think um, at the end of 2018 I got a sale, okay. and then the beginning of 2019 was 
going pretty well. Okay. Um, and I think I just, I, I totally forgot about that. I stopped okay. entertaining it. Um, and I don't think my boyfriend went to school that year. I think okay. he tabled it because he wasn't happy with where he got in. So okay. I kind of tabled it as well. And I was like, right. I, I'll just see how this goes. Um, but so yeah. enough came in real estate wise yes. that you were like, okay, maybe it's going to work. Maybe I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Maybe going to be okay. But it, it was a good like three months of me like having coffee with people asking right. if I should quit the business. Right. What did they do with their business finance degree? Yeah. Uh, just trying to figure out what my options were. I was like online looking at jobs. It got. So you did a lot of that. I did a lot of thinking, but. So was yeah. it, was it just that you, you would, you were doing that research, but you didn't take the next step of trying to apply for a job? Correct. Or was it you tried, but nothing showed up. So you just, you know, the real estate. I didn't first. even try. You didn't I, even try. Okay. I think I spruced up my resume and then yeah. never, okay. <laughs> never did right. anything past that. Interesting. So there's something about the real estate thing. I mean, I guess one of the questions is, uh, that I have is, um, was it because there was something about real estate that even though it wasn't working out, you still were interested in and you enjoyed? Or was it more like, you know, we have this idea of the sunk cost fallacy, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, I've just put so much time into this, so I just got to keep going because otherwise yeah. I've wasted that time, which is economically not a good way to make decisions, but this is one of the things we do. Um, I think that I was just so frustrated that I wasn't doing well, and that's really hard for me. Right. I've, I've never really experienced that. Mm. Um, I loved the job, and I loved what I was doing, and I could see myself doing this for a long time. Right. In those little blips, when I, when I had a client and we went through escrow and I went through the whole process and right. did the key exchange, I loved it. I loved every second. I felt that I was good at it. Yeah. I just couldn't handle the ups and downs of the business. Right. Um, so I think that like threw me for a loop and made me reconsider. But um, I, I think I just had to get through that rough patch mentally yeah. and, and focus on like just, just keep doing the work and the success will come. Okay. And so... Um, how did it turn around and when did it turn yeah, around? So and, and, and then what was that like? And like, you know, what have you built on, you know, what have you learned? And yeah. All those things? Um, so that partner, business partner of mine, Mark, uh, we decided to part ways in okay. April, 2019, I believe. And it was his choice, uh, which kind of threw me off. I right. wasn't expecting it. Right. Um, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay. So right after he decided to part ways, I, went and talked to my managing broker, which runs, he, they're the person that runs the office. Right. Um, they said that I could be an independent agent or a principal agent. Okay. Uh, so that was an option or I could join a team. And I was looking back on my last year with all my lack of structure mm -hmm. and chaos and motivation. Um, and I thought that it would probably be best to join a team and surround myself with others, uh, just to kind of keep me motivated and yeah. accountable. Yeah. Um, so I interviewed with multiple agents. Um, none of them are really feeling like the right fit. And then I held an open house for someone in the office. Um, her name's Annie Clordy. And she approached me and asked if I was looking to join a team because okay. she was starting to build a team. She only had one person. And I think I had just committed to someone else, but we hadn't signed anything yet. Right. Uh, long story short, that fell apart. And okay. I ended up working with Annie Clordy and joining her team um, I'm still on her team to this day, okay. so I think it's been, I math, uh, four years okay, or so. Yeah. Um, 
So I would say my business started taking off that year. Um, so, and what does it mean in real estate to be a team? Yeah. So it's different depending on the team that you're on and, okay. and how they set it up. But basically I am my own independent agent underneath mm-hmm. this person's team name. Okay. Um, so that instead, if you're at a brokerage by yourself, right. the brokerage determines your split. But if you're on a team, you your split is determined by your team lead. Okay. And they get a portion of your sales. Okay. So your brokerage gets a portion of your sales and right. your team lead. Okay. So so uh, so um, hopefully we'll yeah I'll remember <laughs> everything we've been. But a bunch of questions about this, right? In terms of the way compensation works yeah. in real estate, right? So. Um, you sell a home, mm-hmm. right? Or you help a buyer get a home, mm-hmm. and then that costs a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And then the seller's agent and the buyer's agent each get a percentage of the cost of the home. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And then that. So then, if you were the the buyer's agent, what's that percentage? Is it four? Or five? It's not set. So the seller determines that. So if you were to if you own a home and you were to go sell it tomorrow, right. currently. Right. Uh, you would sign a listing agreement with your agent mm-hmm. and you would tell them what you want the commission to be. So there's no standard, but what we see most of the time is 5% mm-hmm. with 2.5% going to both agents. Okay. But it's all negotiable. So you okay. could offer 1%, 6%. Right. Um, but yes, 2.5% to both sides but is a good example. It's like, so frequently it's like the, the seller's agent will negotiate with the seller mm-hmm. For a five percent total, yes, and then that five percent typically gets split fifty-fifty typically. between the seller and the buyer. Yes. Now, so that's two point five percent for the buyer's agent. But yes. you're saying so with the brokerage though, this money from that two point five percent, a certain portion of that goes to the brokerage. Yes. And you're saying the brokerage basically, when you're independent, the brokerage says, "Here's how we're dividing that two point five percent." Correct. The brokerage is getting this much and the rest is for you. Yes. But on a team, I'm assuming that the team has negotiated some split of that 2.5% already with the brokerage. No? Um, so, yes. My team lead, right. Annie, is a principal agent with Compass. So she okay. has her split with Compass based on her sales. Okay. Um, so everyone on her team gets her split. We all get her split. So she, she has negotiated Compass. something with the brokerage Compass. Correct. And then that then is something that you all you benefit from in yes. a sense because I'm assuming she's more senior. She knows what she's she, doing. She, she can probably have, negotiate. She has a better split with right. Compass than right. I would then on my own. However, Annie then takes she takes a right, portion of a my portion. commission. Right. And every team is different. Right. So when I was interviewing, uh, some people said seventy thirty split. We'll take thirty percent. You keep seventy percent. Right. And that seventy thirty is. On top of what right. Compass already takes, it's so already um, yeah, it your your check dwindles. So when I was interviewing, I was trying to find a team that um, I felt was going to be fair with the split, mm-hmm. um, so, so that it made sense for me to go on a team instead right. of going on my own. I didn't want right. to give too much of my paycheck away, right. and then I wanted someone that would let me continue to build my own brand instead right. of just building the team the brand. Team brand. And Annie, so it's really complicated. It then. is. It's really there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of yeah. things you have to think through. Yes. When you're a real estate agent, so I had fun. no idea. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. And then you were. So, I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you. you're you fine. So, you were saying um, something about Annie. The reason I went with Annie was she had been in my position at my age yeah. long ago, and she was not given the freedom to do her own branding okay. or. 
uh, like work her own deals, it was all about the team. So she didn't right. want to structure it that way. So I loved um, that she gave me a little bit more freedom. Okay. Um, hence also why I've been here so long is right. I'm just, I'm very happy and content and it, it doesn't make sense for me to leave the team. Right. So um, she lets me do my own branding. I have an Instagram page and a website and um, I, I have my own logo. It's because okay. I call myself Sell with Raquel. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. And so that's she good. lets me yeah. do that instead of having the AC team logo, which right. is our, our team name. So it's cool that she's a little bit more flexible. Other right. teams, uh, they, they can be very strict. They'll take right. a lot more of your commission. They'll only let you host open houses for their listings. Right. Um, and so, she, so, yeah, she gives us more freedom. So this is interesting to me because I'm imagining, right, it's like if you have a team mm -hmm. where they're not letting you develop your own brand, yes. right, um, in a sense what they're doing is they're trying to lock you in. Mm -hmm. Right, because if you have your own brand, you could go off. Exactly. Right, but then when you treat somebody that way, they want to go off. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. and so maybe they're losing people, mm -hmm. and then they're thinking, "Oh, we need to hold on tighter." Yes. Right, and then it sounds like Annie is smarter. She's like, "You give people a good context, a good situation, yeah. and they'll actually stay with you. You give them freedom, yeah, and they will stay with you." Right. That's exactly. It's like I have the freedom, but I don't need to exercise it. Yes. Because I'm well treated here, so it's. It's exactly how I enough. feel. That's and so I was interesting. The the second team member to join, and I think we have six or seven now, and an okay. operations assistant. Oh, right, because she is. She was just starting it when you. She was. Yeah. She had just had one other. person. She had one agent, right. so I was the second, and now we have one, two, three, three other girls, and then okay. uh, we hired someone to be our like team assistant operations manager. Okay, so. Um, when you're working with a team, then, are, and again, I'm imagining then, I can't ask a general when you're working with a team, is it like this? Because mm -hmm. it sounds like it's different depending on the team. Um, but you have a situation where the team has its own brand. You're developing your own, mm -hmm. right? So do you do, like when you're doing stuff, you have both logos or you're, you know, how do you, how do you, are you only sort of promoting your own brand or do you do joint stuff on behalf of the team? Um, I would say I'm primarily promoting my own brand okay. because the relationships that I have with my clients are with me. They haven't, okay. normally they haven't met my team. Right. Uh, so to me, it doesn't make sense to promote right. okay. the team most of the time. So, um, but what I do say to most of my clients is I am on a team. I have all of the support. So if I'm not available, you're okay. always going to be taken care of. Okay. That's what I like to promote. But right. I really try to do my own logo and right. my own information and, and, a little bit more independent. Okay. And so I guess because the, the, the question that I think that was under the question I asked is this thing. It's like, what what's the value that a team brings aside from you've got the, you know, that relationship, the negotiation with the mm -hmm. brokerage in, the, in terms of what your pay cut is of, right. of the amount. What else does being in a team bring? It brings a lot. So okay. the, the thing that I find the most valuable is that I can call Annie at any time. Mm -hmm. Uh, with questions and you can always call your managing broker in an office but they're not as available right. and they're not as connected to you um, so if if I'm having a deal fall apart and right. every deal so different so even right. seven years into the business I'm running into new issues all the time okay. she's been in the business 20 plus years so um, I call her often okay and she helps me with making sure my contracts are written perfectly um, okay verbiage being done the right way um 
the best way to handle a client in a sticky situation. Okay. Whatever I need, she answers. She's so responsive. Okay. Not every team leads like that, but right. that's how that's she her. is. Another yeah. reason you're still there. Yes. And then when you're on a team, you can promote the team sales, which is super helpful when you're getting started. So oh, instead you could of say we've sold this many exactly this many houses or we've sold this right. much in blah blah blah. So blah, blah. when I'm putting out my stats, I can use yeah. the team stats and it just shows that I've done more business than right. just myself personally. So that's always great. And then just team uh, branding. Annie's a big name in the community. So if I say I'm on her team, it's usually helpful. So okay. I just requested a showing with someone uh, yesterday and I know that Annie's worked with him often. So I made okay. sure to say that I was on her team. Right. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. so finding a good team to be on can be really important especially yes. when you're newer or yes more I didn't want to be on a team in the beginning I did that first year solo and right. then just did that partnership I was so adamant about doing it on my own um what was that about I just I don't know I think I didn't <laughs> I don't think I had met anybody I was excited to work with at that time and I really wanted to build again my own brand and right. when there are teams that you're not allowed to put your name on your contract. I see. Like, they take all the credit. Right. Like, so there'd be no sales on my record if everything's going to the team right. lead. And sure. Yeah. So I, I really so when wanted you, when to... when you first got in, you didn't actually know what the options were in terms of teams. And you had seen this one model and thought, that's not for me. Yeah. I think I just wanted to see if I could do it first. Okay. And I loved the marketing aspect. I wanted to right. see, like promoting myself instead of just joining a team and and promoting them okay. um but as i interviewed with people down the line i realized everyone's so different and i yeah. loved annie's approach so she changed my mind <laughs> a lot of what we've talked about though is 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 the quality of the relationship that you have the value of being on a team is about the quality of the relationship mm -hmm. you have with the team lead mm -hmm. do what type of interaction or support or mutual, like helping out and stuff, do you have with the other members of the team? Or is it really mostly about the relationship with the lead? Um, I'm lucky. I'm very close with the majority of the girls on the mm -hmm. team, or all of the girls. Um, we talk all the time. We have a really good culture. We just had a team dinner last month, and okay. I adore every single one of them. Okay. So That's we great. call each other often to help each other out when Annie's got a lot going on. She's obviously managing the team and yep. then has all of her own sales. So right. sometimes we just call each other okay. to help each other out. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that just more people to lean on. This okay. business is so lonely and so crazy. Right, so, right. Yeah. Interesting. And it's not like you're going into an office and working with people all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you can. Okay. So there is a physical office and okay. we have like our own space within the Compass office. Mm -hmm. Ours is located in Newport Beach. Okay. Um, so we go in for team meetings every other Tuesday. I'll go in for that meeting, and then I'll work there afterwards. Right. Most of the time, I work from home. Right. That's not for everyone. I know plenty of agents that go to the office every single day. Oh, wow. Um, but I just don't get a lot done. I'm so, such a people person and so chatty right. that I end up <laughs> talking to the agents all day right. and all the employees. And the office administrator right. and I just accomplished nothing. And also, I live in Long Beach now. Right. So um, we have a Compass Long Beach office, so I've been trying to, like, go there and maybe work there occasionally, but nothing's better than my home office. Okay, you get work done at home. <laughs> okay. So how's it going now? How is the work going? And, you know, what were the main, like, learning points and stuff to get you where you're at and yeah. all those things? 
Um, it's going great. Okay. Uh, once I joined Annie's team, I don't know. What, I just had a new sense of motivation. Um, she gave me quite a few opportunities in the beginning. Um, like she put me on a listing with her, right. and um, I think she gave me a buyer lead. Uh, which means she already had a client and handed them oh, okay. to me, and okay. we split it 50-50. So she gave me a few things that kind of helped me get the ball rolling. Um, but then I was, I think, on my third year of real estate, so all of the work I had put in the past right. couple of years were starting to come to fruition. So I had a lot of people calling me from, like, open houses years ago. Oh, okay. Um, so that was amazing, and it was starting to click to me right. that uh, it's all about building that momentum and building your brand and eventually right. people will recognize you as a real estate agent but it just takes a really long time to get there right. and build that foundation so I'd say around year three or four I started to get a lot more organic business I didn't have to fight for it as much right. um, but I was still grinding I was still going to the open houses right. every weekend and trying to build more and more connection yeah um, and put myself in front of as many people as possible. So I think um, in 2020, it started to really take off for me. I had, I think, five sales that okay. year, okay. maybe. And then in 2021, I think I doubled my business and did 11. Okay. And then in 2022, I think I did 13 or 14. Okay. Um, and I'm hopefully on track. I think I've done 11 this year. Okay. So it's, it's been a lot more consistent, right. um, and just a lot more pleasant. Uh -huh. Um, I'm at a point now where I am not wondering where the next sale is going to come from. I just, right. I keep putting in the effort, meeting people, doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm continually having business. I'm okay. not letting myself get into the headspace that I was in. Right. Um, so I don't have to do as many open houses and, is much door knocking or prospecting because I just I have a good flow of business right. from just over the years meeting everyone. So oh. I don't know if I explained that well. But. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> that's that's so interesting. Um, it's interesting though because you're giving me numbers like it's like eleven or twelve, right? Yeah, and those are units. So I'm not even talking sales volume, which is what a lot of people use in real estate. So what's the difference well, in units and sales volume? Unit, so units are like the amount of transactions I've done in okay. a year, and okay. sales volume is the amount the of, amount of the, the, the sales. House, like if you add up yeah. the, the cost of the homes. Yeah, so a yeah. lot of people like to talk sales volume in real right. estate, um, especially in, in Newport and Orange sure. County where I'm focusing because the houses yeah, are, are very expensive. expensive. Yep. Um, I work with primarily first-time home buyers, right. so my sales volume is never as big right. as those in my office, but right. I do a lot more units. Right. And I think at the end of the day, I'm I'm dealing with a lot more people. I'm doing a lot more transactions. So right. I'm even if my sales volume's not that high, I'm still very proud that I'm doing that number right. of transactions. The, the reason I ask is it's it's interesting, right? Because if you say, okay, if you say twelve, mm -hmm. then I'm thinking so on average that's like one a month. On average, yes. On average, one yeah. a month, right? So that means that you know some months there's nothing happening, and some months you're getting more than one, right? Yeah, I, I would say I've had months with nothing. Like no closings or right, no closings. pending escrows, yeah. and then a different month I'll have three. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, I think you have to have a certain tolerance for uncertainty Yes. in that kind of situation. Is that correct? Yeah. And yeah. I never thought that I would be comfortable with this in a million years. <laughs> but it's okay. It's been okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you have enough momentum now that you're confident that you do the work and it's going to come through. Yes. There may be some dry spells, but over averaging over time, it all works out. Yes. Yeah. So you so um, do you have a sense for whether or not it's typical for someone getting in that it just takes a few years for them to sort of get their stride, and then once they get their stride, assuming they're doing the right things, it works out for them? Or do you think, you know, you've just been really fortunate because you found the right team, or I'm just kind of get a sense, you know, because if somebody's listening and mm-hmm. they're thinking about real estate, right. right, like how much can they generalize off of your experience versus what you think is actually most likely to be the average experience that someone's going to have? Right. Can you give some insight on yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's different for everybody. Um, I probably had a slower start than most because I was working part-time, and they mm-hmm. never recommend that you do that. Okay. You can't build your business and be all in if you're working another job, which right. was true. I was working for that builder, so right. if I had a showing uh, request or a client that wanted to see something, I'd have to say, well, I'm at the office 8 right. to 5, and then I can meet you. Right. Um, so that wasn't ideal, and I wasn't supposed to be communicating with them while I was at work. But um, I think it's interesting that right when my business took off is when I quit. Right. Um, I, I forgot to mention this, but I – transition from working from the builder to assisting Annie part-time Okay. to supplement. She paid me the exact amount that I was making for the builder right? just to help her out Okay. with admin stuff, which kind of got me in full-time real estate right. mode, even right. though it was a lot of her stuff right. too. Um, and I only did that for a year, and then she told me that I needed to spread my wings and fly, and okay. I was terrified. And as soon as she told me that I needed to stop being her assistant, my career took off. Okay. So full-time is probably the best way to do it, but it's not that easy for everybody. Sure. I think those who start full-time and have a good amount of savings in the bank, they probably find success more quickly. Okay. Um, I, but I, I have a friend right now that just started and she's doing incredible. Okay. Um, I, and she's just really thrown herself into it, but she just messaged me that she's starting to feel slow and Nothing seems to be working, and she's putting okay. in all this effort, and no one wants to work with her. And she's going through those same right. uh, mental struggles that I was going right. through. So I think that um, you just kind of have to get through those first few years. Right. It might be really fruitful, and you'll do a ton of sales right. for a period of time, and then it might be really slow. You just kind of have to get through it because I think that once you build that brand, yeah. people will start reaching out organically so what what does it take like you know to be to be good at this right what do you have to be able to do what do you got to do well and what are the kinds of things that you have to learn to do well um (laughs) i think that you have to be good with people okay you're spending a lot of time with strangers that become friends um in a very stressful uh transaction process or or moment for them Okay. Uh, so you'll you might be dealing with couples that are like fighting <laughs> in front okay. of you okay. and going <laughs> oh, through some big emotional moments, and you're trying to navigate them right. and guide them. So you're a little bit of a therapist. You want to be good with people. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I think that. So, you have, so that's like one partner wants this and the other wants that, or one partner yeah. thinks it's way too much and the other partner thinks exactly no, this is what we got to pay or. It's like, this is too far from my school, my work, or... 
Yeah. It's so tricky with couples or two people purchasing together because there's two different sets of opinions. Right. Um, So just trying to figure out how to help them reach that decision. Okay. Um, You have to have a really good work ethic to be in this job. Uh, The the hardest part for me is uh, balancing my time off. Right. Because when an opportunity presents itself, you want to take it because you right. don't know when the next one's going to come, but then that impedes on your personal life. So I've done a lot of like 9 or 10 p.m. Zoom calls. Okay. I've done a lot of showings. All Like I had showings in 2021. It was a very hectic time. I had showings every single weekend for right. seven months. I missed a lot of events. Right. Um, I'm late to things. Right. Because I can't show up because I'm with my clients. Right. And then when you're on vacation, it's right when everybody calls mm-hmm. you. So I'll go to uh, my fiance's from Minnesota. So if we fly to Minnesota for a trip, I swear as soon as I land, I'm getting all these calls. Okay. Um, so that's really tricky um, to manage. Um, other than that, yeah, the work ethic, which I kind of trailed off on that for a little bit and talked about balance. But <laughs> you... It's just, it's so much work. Uh, when when it's busy, you have a lot on your plate and you are juggling a lot of hats because you're the person doing the marketing. Right. You're running your financials because you're running your own business. Right. Um, you're client facing, doing yep. the sales. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of different pieces and there's not enough time in the day to get it okay. all done. Um, and then, yeah, working weekends is like a really, even seven years in, it's still really hard for me to wrap my head around because everyone else has a regular job yeah. and they get to unwind on the weekends yeah. and that's not what I get to do. Get to um, do. I have to get up and, and go to showings, go to open houses, go to inspections, which right. take hours. Right. Um, so it's just a lot of grind. Okay. But... It's so worth it. Once you get that momentum, your life does start to feel a little bit more balanced. It's just you have to take advantage of the moments, um, like the slow moments when they come. You don't get to, like, plan it out. So when you I don't say, know if that made any sense. So when you say it's so worth it, yeah, is it the work is worth it? Is it the money is worth it? Both. Is it the, okay, um, is it the... I don't know if there's any flexibility in your schedule. Doesn't there is. Okay, so, so is. I'm here with you today right. Right. in the middle of the week. Yeah. Or, is it Monday? <laughs> is it, yeah, it's Monday. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... In the middle um, of the week because you work the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely have a lot of flexibility. Um, I love that. Like, right. I have a dentist appointment in the middle of the day tomorrow, yeah. so that's nice. Um, so there is flexibility to an extent. Yeah. I have way more flexibility during the week than most. Right. But then uh, my work gets in the way in the moments that I don't want it to. Right. Um, but it is so. Because you have no control over when it's going to get. Right. Out. And it's all the worst part. And then I'll get back to what I was saying is the how last minute it can be. Yeah. On a Friday night, if I have plans Saturday morning, um, Friday night at 7 p.m., a client can text me and, and want to see something the next day. Right. And then I'm scrambling to. Right get it done and rearrange my whole day. So it, it can be tough, but again, I said it was worth it. I There's no better feeling than helping someone through this process to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I, I love working with people, getting to know them, and then helping them like with this huge milestone. Right. Um, it can be a whirlwind going through escrow, but I, I think I 
bring a really great calming presence uh-huh. to my clients and I I try to be the best guide that I can be and make it as like I said as calm as possible yeah. and um giving them keys on closing day is such a cool feeling it's just like really really amazing it's really and, tangible too it's really yeah concrete. it's just really and then to talk to them over the years like I just now had a client who bought in 2020 they want to sell okay. and it's my first buyer to turn around and oh, sell so that's right. a big deal right. and I met them at an open house in 2019 right so I was just with them over the weekend doing listing photos and it was just such a cool thing to be in their home and see right. like the space they've created and right. now they want to like upsize and get a bigger home it's just a really cool feeling and I really adore everybody I work with they like all become friends right. so it's just it's so rewarding and then like also the finance yeah. or the financials um it the pay is great okay. <laughs> uh when it is when, great when, it's great when it's uh, when you sell um, something it's a, yeah, it's a decent chunk i yeah. i feel um very financially secure right. and that's like always been a big thing for me right um if I never made more than I have in the, the past few years if I never surpassed this yeah. I would be more than comfortable right um and I always had like a, I wanted to make a decent living, but I didn't need a lot, and I've right. made more than I've ever expected. Okay, which is That's so great. cool. Yeah. Um, and I just I feel really safe. Yeah, and um, like I I I can handle anything that comes my way. Right for now. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I would say that the, it's rewarding for the client side of things yeah. and then the financial stability is amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then you're doing first-time buyers too. So it's yeah. like, um, one, the reward there must be really nice because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, their first home. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I work with everybody. It doesn't have to be right. a first-time home buyer, but I look back on my business most of the time and the oh, majority, okay. Okay. like I'd say 80% right. are first-time home buyers. But it's, re- it's really cool. Um, and then I bought my own home in 2021. And so going through it myself, uh, was so helpful. And now I feel like I can, uh, reference that with my clients and which a lot of people your age, by the way, have not done yet. I know. (laughs) So that's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. It was, uh, a last minute spur of the moment decision (laughs) and I'm very happy I did. I bought a little condo in Long Beach. Great. Um, and we've been there like two years now Awesome. and it was the best decision ever. Highly recommend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and if you're looking, if when, you're when looking, you... <laughs> sell with Raquel. <laughs> um, so let me ask you then though about this, the balance thing. Do you think you're able to have work-life balance? And if so, like, how are you managing that, managing that given the demands that this particular career has? Um, I don't know how I'm managing it. I think when it's slow, I feel like I'm really great at it. So um, I just had a closing, and I don't have anybody else actively looking right now. I have a lot of people getting ready to start looking, but I don't have a ton going on right now. Um, And so right now I feel very balanced. I have a ton of time to do laundry and things around the house and personal life and wedding planning. I'm doing a lot of that. Um, But if I look back to my really busy moments, um, like for example, early 2022, I think I was writing, there was one day I wrote six offers in oh. one night. Wow. And that's a lot of different clients right. to juggle when they all want to have a conference call about the offer before we right. submit it. it. 
I don't think I was eating for like, I didn't have time for like meals or exercising. It was crazy. So, um, I was looking into getting an assistant. I couldn't, I I couldn't handle all the work that I had. And then it slows down and it's the complete opposite. So it's hard to say. I, okay. I'm working on, um, I have a business coach and we're working on uh, setting boundaries okay. for a time of day that I'll stop working. Right. So I think that is going to be helpful. That's hard with real estate yeah. though, right? Because it's like, we got to get the offer in today. And yeah, I think if it's an offer, I'll, yeah. I'll let it go. Right. Okay. But I'm working on like if it's the past 7 p.m., I yeah. don't have to rush to your text. Right. I'm a very responsive person. If you text me at 9.30 at night, I'll answer you in 30 okay. seconds. Okay. If you text me at 6 a.m., I'll answer you in 30 oh, seconds. Gosh. So I'm, I'm, I need to kind of probably relax on that. Right. Um, and I set. Have, uh, probably all my students are thinking, yeah, I wish Professor Klein would respond <laughs> to his emails <laughs> that quickly. I uh, wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I'll be like cooking dinner and trying to have like a nice night right. and then... Someone will text me and I drop everything wow. and my dinner's burning. Okay. So I should work on that. Yes. That um, like and I've been better. Out. I'd say the last year I've been really good at like if it's not urgent, it can wait. Right. Um, but it's a work in progress. Okay. Yeah. So you're working on the work-life balance. Yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> working that's, on it. That's, that's a project. Um, and then I guess the other question I have is like, um, like, so what does success look like for you? And then also, like, how do you think this is going to play forward? Like, what's next, or what do you think it's going to look like? Yeah. Um, Success to me has always looked like financial stability. Um, My parents didn't make a ton while I was growing up, and we always were in rentals. Um, And I I see my, my sister and her husband trying to make a living in Newport Beach with two kids, and... Uh, the financial piece is so important to me. Like I always want to feel how I'm feeling right now that, um, I have, you know, savings if anything was to happen or like I have a home that I own. Um, a a landlord can't tell me that they're going to sell tomorrow and sell my home. Um, so financial stability has always been a big piece. If again, if I've, if I continue to make the amount that I'm making today, I think I'll feel successful. Um, Obviously, I shouldn't. Uh, I should set goals to do better, better than I am now. Right. I should always strive to get better. But I, again, I would really be content for the rest of my life if I made this amount. I don't need much. I just want to feel safe and secure. Right. So that's a big thing for me. And then, um, what was your other question? <laughs> oh, well, I think it next? was about going. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? Um, I think that every year I'm just trying to do a little bit more in sales volume and transactions and probably not a little bit more. I'm trying to double it every year, Okay. Um, which is, has been hard to do this year. I've sure. had a great year, but I've not, I'm not close to yeah, my goal. Interest rates going yeah. up. And it's been hard to of, navigate. Not a lot of inventory. Yeah. I've done a lot of transactions, but the sales volume is not right. where I wanted it to right. be, but it's fine. So I think just continuing to um, try to do more and more sales each right. year and then eventually maybe have a team of my own right. and branch off and do that. Yeah. And I'm imagining, right, that it's like there will be cycles. There will be of cycles course. where, and there may be cycles where it's going to go down and it may be down for a little bit, but everything will always come back up, yes. right? And I'm imagining some people are going to, it's going to go down and they're just, I'm out. But yes, some we're people, seeing that a lot Some people right just now. stay with it because they know it's going to come back a bit. 
yeah, I have a lot of friends in the business who haven't done sales in like six or seven, eight months. Yeah. Um, so I've just, even if I haven't hit my goals, I'm feeling so fortunate that right. I've had consistent business this year. Yeah. Um, so I'm upset that I haven't hit my goal yet, uh-huh. but I have the, the rest of the year to yeah. do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, fortunate that I, feeling fortunate that I've done the business that I have yeah. this year. That's great. Yeah. And then, and then you said possibly creating your own team. Yeah, I, I could see that down the line. I'm, I'm imagining you would run it similar to the way that Annie's running it and not try to like yes. lock everyone in. and not, Correct. Yeah. I think I'd want to be really generous with the split that I give everyone yeah. just to entice them to want to be on the team right. um, as opposed to going out on their own. And then, yeah, giving them more flexibility to do their own thing because I think right. that's the best way to, to run a team exactly how Annie's been doing it. I'm so happy i didn't think i would want to be on a team this long but again i think i'm four and a half years into it now and i have no desire to leave um i don't know when i'll want to make my own team sure probably it's it's so tough to say because i'm thinking about like how am i going to do this job with kids one day right um so thinking about having starting a family and having kids and juggling this business right. and then building a team sounds a little intense. Right. So I might wait until after that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to build a team. Right. Um, but yeah, that's naturally the next step okay. would be to go off on my own, create my own team that's one great. day. So um, that's fantastic. And it sounds like you're happy with what you do and you yes. found a really good thing and you don't regret not going into finance at all. I don't <laughs> regret it. I'm very happy. Um, it's crazy. I never thought that I'd be here. I really thought I was going to get like a standard nine yeah. to five job, but yeah. I am so happy with how things have worked out. I'm it's, excited for the future. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think that's again, so for people that are currently students, if you're, you know, listening, it's just like, again, it's that thing where it's just like, it's not like there's a path and you've chosen it and you're, right. this is my, this is what I'm majoring in. This is what I'm going to do. And I have to get that particular thing and it's got to do that. And that's where I'm going to end up. It's like life, there's, it's always like a flow, right? It and, is. And you run into something, and it could be completely different, and it could be the perfect thing for you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I never expected to be in real estate, or for if that builder didn't suggest to me right. to get my license, it would have never happened. Yeah. I think I was looking to be like a project manager or something right. at the time. So, um, yeah. That's great. Yeah, just go with the flow and see where life takes <laughs> see you. See where it takes <laughs> you, and be open opportunities, and have a good work ethic, and develop your people skills. Yes. Those yes, those points. are my points. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, Raquel, thank you so very much. Of I course. really appreciate your taking the time to yeah. come and, and talk to me today and um, give your insights for my listeners. And hopefully it'll help them think about some opportunities yeah. that, that might be there for them as well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> and if anyone is looking for a uh, an agent, if you're buying, <laughs> buying. Yeah, if you're renting or buying oh, or right. selling, I'd love to help you. If you want to find me on Instagram, <laughs> shameless plug, yeah, please. I'm at, at sell with Raquel, and my name is R-A-C-Q-U-E-L. All right, excellent. <laughs> That's perfect. All right, thank you so much, Raquel. I really, thank really you. appreciate it. <laughs> thank you all for joining us today at Beyond the Beach. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. And for those of you who want to go the extra mile, please consider leaving a review or comment. I'd love to know what you think. Thank you.